Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight's on the Band from Ringside podcast. Unprofessional bullshit. <laughs> and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. <laughs> he can't even say the man's name, goddammit. He can't. Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks, and welcome to the Band from Ringside podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Vagie, a.k.a. Heatloaf. <laughs> you know what Heatloaf's biggest hit is? Two out of three falls ain't bad. And sitting directly across from me, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Look in my eyes. What do you see? A bunch of beefers wrong like me. And on that lovely note, I'll ask our congregation to bow their heads as I read from the latest edition of the Band from Ringside Podcast, volume 336, chapter 3, verse 14. And the good smart saith, hashtag boo the heels. It's all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat the Holy Trinity at BFR. Yeah, we got some shit to talk about. Yeah, just a little something. And out there in Portland, Oregon, we have three beers. Zach Pullman, what's going on? Two beers, Zach. Yeah, for what's in the house. Uh, yeah, uh, not much. It finally got rainy and cold here. It took until the last day of November, so I'm not complaining. Uh, but, uh, yeah, pretty much from here on out, I'm just going to be like one of the grandparents on Willy Wonka and at like 5 p.m. I'm just going to be in the bed with the covers on. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm doing the podcast. Like The covers are like to my chin right now. <laughs> and sitting to my right, BFR's own Veruca Salt. What up, turn? <laughs> we got Vice. What's going on, Vice? Hey, walk in the door, kick in the 4-4. All you heard was Papa, don't yeet me no more. <laughs> Everybody's got their own intros now. The intro. Dude, everybody's going to business. Everybody's yeah. going into business for themselves. That sounds I'm, the, I'm the only one without an intro gimmick. Yeah. But you, you, you put the jokes in so that way, you know, it, it all works itself out. We are. And you don't know. You also don't answer my text, so that's on you. We are coming at you from rainy St. Charles, Missouri. Um, it was. I mean, just a, a very, very newsworthy week in professional wrestling. Um, n- nothing Sam. to do, nothing to do, but to get right into it. So let's do that three counts. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> JCB, kick it off. What's the oh, one count? Man, shit. Uh, do I want to talk about him or do I want to talk about the event? I want to talk about the event, honestly, first. I know he is the... Unprofessional bullshit. No, he's not unprofessional bullshit. I... Don't answer the drops. Pretend they're not even there. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want... Honestly, I thought the the show itself was really, really good, and I don't want the show to be overshadowed by one guy. Fair enough. Tell us about the event. It's your count. Thank you. God damn. You, I was about to say, I want you to say his name. We'll anyway. talk about the entire Survivor Series. <laughs> we can save We can save for the two count or even the three count, but we can save. We'll talk about Survivor Series up until the last three minutes of it. So <laughs> you're up. You're up. Go ahead. No, I'm being serious. That's not even a joke. Okay. Go ahead. Hey, all you heard was JCB don't hit me no more. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I'm the one getting hit over here. Survivor Series is the topic, obviously, from Chicago, Illinois. 
once CM Punk comes in after the fact. But like I said, I wanted to talk about the show itself. A really tight show, less than three hours, three five matches total. Obviously, women's uh, women's and men's uh, book in the show. We'll start with the women's first. You had Team Bianca going over damage control. I thought obviously the story of the match was Bailey taking the bullet for damage control on the way to taking the L, and then obviously from that point the speculation start can start with when Bailey is going to get ousted from damage control, how is it going to happen, so on and so forth. I saw um, Bill Veha saying that Charlotte was his MVP of the match. I don't necessarily disagree with that totally. Go ahead. Uh, I was just saying that I, I know what you're saying. This was on Friends of BFR Facebook. I, that was just when I was watching the event, and I was just talking about, in general, those were my power rankings for the women that were in the event. The event. That being said, Charlotte probably was the MVP of the match. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Uh, well, well, I mean, EO Sky, but go ahead. Well, now EO uh, comes off the top, whatever, with the the trash can. That the callback to the NXT War Games. I, they threw out a a wild stat that EO's been in five War Games and Charlotte hasn't been in any. I was like, well, damn. You know, obviously, a lot of that has been in uh, NXT or whatever the case may be. But uh, neither here nor there. It's credit. To I did EO. not see that stat. That is. That's amazing. Yeah, I, it just it really threw me off at that point. I was like, okay, you know, interesting stat, but neither here nor there. Um, I like damage control as a faction, and this match really showed why they're going to be a really good, dare I say, great heel faction going forward. They seem like they work together really well. Obviously, Bailey being the scapegoat in this match, it doesn't necessarily – uh, bother me too much. The only person I thought that really was sticking out in a, a bad way was kind of Shotzi. Uh, she felt like she was the odd person out to begin with and really stood out in ways that you probably shouldn't in a match like this. I thought this was a really good way to kick off the show. It got the crowd hot. Um, I guess the right team went over. I don't necessarily have a problem with uh, Bianca's team going over, especially the way they presented it where Bailey took the bullet in – you know, trying to help her team out. She takes the bullet and gets the L, and ultimately this will be long-term storyline of Bailey's ouster from damage control. Zach, did you like this match? Yeah, I thought the match was really good, um, even though I lost on the prediction. Um, they told a good story. Nigga, we uh, all did. Within it. <laughs> yeah. We took the L with, on that. Uh, with Bailey basically – Taking the taking the bullet for everybody throughout the entire match. Uh, psychology of the match is a little off, just because it's always weird whenever they have the baby faces. Um, you know, basically getting the advantage. So basically, every time a heel would come in, they would get cheered. And um, but I mean, lots of fun spots. I thought the standout, uh, besides EO doing her trash can spot, which always pops me. Uh, was uh, Bianca Belair, uh, which I commented on Facebook uh, during the event. She's pretty much a standout in everything that she does in life. <laughs> it seems she's just fantastic at it, but uh, she really stood out in this match with nine other women. And um, yeah, it was uh, an excellent opener, even if uh, the psychology was, was a little wonky and even if my prediction was not right. Uh, coming out of it, we've got uh, some interesting story. And they told a you know, the story with Becky and Charlotte, which has some 
real life roots to it as well. Former best friends. Uh, so all all pretty interesting stuff. So I, I was I was pleased with this match. We should not kind of look past how crazy a spot is it for somebody to do a moonsault off the top of the cage. That is a wild spot, and that's a wild spot for Charlotte to do. Uh, Eel caught the most of it. She <laughs> she she got oh. she she took a knee in the face pretty hard. This was a this was a really fun match. It. You know, Murray, Murray, the Murray man, Murray uh, commented about 10 minutes in. It's kind of boring. It built up pretty nicely. It didn't start off mega hot, but it built up pretty nicely to to a crescendo. I mean, the last five minutes were dope. Um, that EO sky shot or that spot is it's just so funny to me. I mean, it really looks like something they would have done on Jackass 2.5. <laughs> like, just like Wee Man gets inside a trash can and jumps off and they all try to catch him. Like, it is it's such a goofy fucking spot. I, I, I can't agree more. And I'm just like, why is she? Never mind. Go ahead, girl. Fuck it. Do it. Do it's it. very pro wrestling, though. It's very pro wrestling. It yes. is totally I, pro I mean, wrestling. it's. I mean, the more I think about it, the more I like it. In the moment, though, I was like, man, that is fucking, that is goofy. Aaron was sitting next to me. She was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> I was like, I was like, pro wrestling, baby. But, um, yeah, it, uh, I, I like the match a lot. Shotzi stood out for the wrong reasons. Not really her fault. She was put in a spot that's just kind of weird for them to put her in at this point in her career with this character. But um, I, I won't go to, I would say it like this. If they had built her up where she's won some matches and not sure. been, you know, just. Absolutely. Just been in the been in the mix somewhere somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Then yeah, the only reason she's been in the mix is because Damage Control has been beating her ass. Yeah, but over overall, this was uh, <laughs> sorry. Overall, this was a fun War Games match. No, for sure. I thought it was a really good start for the uh, the night, and obviously the momentum continues. Next up, you have for the United States. The other title. thing I'll say about that match real fast is that that's the cool well, thing about being. Yes. Being so far back in the predictions is that I don't care what I picked anymore. <laughs> like it just doesn't matter. I'm going to lose. I'm losing so bad that we there would have to be 30 more pay per views for me to catch up at all. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, just because you guys are so good. But what was next, Jason? Yeah, it's taking, like whenever people ask shots. me like what what kind of retirement plan I have, I'm like, yeah, death. I don't know. Like, I'm, like, I didn't start yet. So it's like right. You silly as hell. I'm sorry. I said United States out. Intercontinental Championship next up. Miz versus Gunther for the IC title. Um, I like this build coming into it. I actually, like I said, the week before, felt a little sympathy for Miz as Gunther was kind of punking him out on Raw, and it kind of came full circle in this match where Miz had to delve into the bag of fuckery with a nice little low blow when the uh, the ref wasn't watching. Miz, I think, is totally underrated as a wrestler. I think his character is so good, and they utilize him in ways that you've done it in old-school wrestling. Like, Piper's Pit was, like, the original talking segment. This Miz TV is the 2023 version of Piper's Pit. And Miz is so good at it that that's what we just we, – that's what I think. People just pigeonhole him as he's just a guy that can talk. But when push came to shove and you had to have a, a good match to follow up the War Games match, you put Miz out there with Gunther, and Gunther just – I just refuse to believe he can have a bad match at this point. I've never think I've seen a bad Gunther slash Walter match in my life, neither here nor there. I thought this was a really good match. It got me invested into it. I was rooting for Miz even though I knew he was going to lose. Miz does take the L. Gunther just is a dominant champion and that story continues for what, 500 plus days? Two beer. 
And saying Miz is an underrated wrestler is like saying like Miss America is like underrated smart. Like that ain't why she's out there. Like, that's not why she's getting the flowers. Hey man, fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he told me that. That's a thinker, man. That took me a second. <laughs> yeah, right at his wake. That's not why he's out me. there. Dude, three beer with is way too much before he masturbates than I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what you uh, think about the match, play. though? Um, it was totally fine. Like these next three matches, uh, and the show in general, like uh, it was bookended by really good matches, and in the middle, it was like just a bunch of stuff that could have been on Raw, which is like not fine because the whole thing didn't ever say it's welcome. It was three hours, uh, but um, you know, nothing special in, in any of these middle matches. Um, but Gunther's always fun to fun to watch, and yeah, yeah. I mean he. There's a, there's a good match. I'm not saying anything bad about the match, but, uh, uh, yeah. I had pretty high expectations as far as Miz matches go, and I think he's kind of underrated as a wrestler also. But um, Yeah, you taking that shot too. <laughs> but uh, but uh, this is it. I didn't buy into any of the near falls. Um, I, the, the, there was never – I liked the story that they were telling, that Miz was going for his ninth IC reign, but it, it was a nice story. I didn't buy it for a second. I know there were some people that did. Nobody on this podcast, though. I agree. What was next, Jason? Santos Escobar facing Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee replacing uh, Carlito. Um, I can't remember if this is a work or a shoot, but Carlito injured by Santos Escobar. I believe this is a shoot injury, but do not quote me upon that. Neither here nor there. I thought this was a really good Lucha Libre match. Um, I wasn't sure when... Dragon Lee was entered into this match. Who was going to win? It really put me at a, a conundrum, dare I say, because obviously Dragon Lee is getting this push, but Santos Escobar just flipped heel, so you want to probably keep him as hot as possible moving forward. The rumors of um, Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo are heating up to where now that when they lost on Tuesday night, I was thinking to myself, okay, this really starts to make sense. You can move him up if you want to and have – uh, Santos with the new crew. I thought, like I said, really good Lucha Libre match. Uh, Santos Escobar takes the dub clean as a sheet. And I think I love a heel that can win a clean wrestling match. Santos Escobar does it, and hopefully he's on his way to a nice mid-card run somewhere. What do you think, Zach? Yeah, uh, I mean, both these guys are really good wrestlers. And it seems like under the Triple H regime that he's kind of letting these guys go a little more. Like, Dragon Lee on TV has been having some excellent matches and um yeah definitely super fun uh stylistically different than anything on the show and uh yeah it was a a great match to just have in the middle of the show yeah i think it's a good use of both these guys santos is the right guy to get the push he fucking rules as a heel i love him as a heel and uh dragon lee can go so it's nice to see them uh you know getting behind a uh, a lucha guy that it seems like the fans are behind too. You know they've they've they had a run there of uh, luchas that didn't really work out. Remember there were two Sin Caras. We had, <laughs> I was just we had, uh, was shots. it was it Mystico? <laughs> Mystico Sin Cara. She was like do 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 do. Oh shit! <laughs> it was Hunico. <laughs> he was like six inches bigger than the old I know, one. And they tried to pass they just tried him out there. It's like you know what? Go ahead. Dude, he's like he's like at Chili's right now working the fry side. Just <laughs> They're like, hey, Hunico, can you jump off a trampoline into the ring? And he's like, yeah, I think so. They're like, okay, you're Sin Cara. 
<laughs> this didn't give two fucks. Uh, Six inches. Ah, nobody's gonna know. What was next, Jason? <laughs> Tell a woman that six inches they don't make a difference. Uh, next up, you had the women's WWE women's title match. Rhea Ripley defending against Zoe Stark. This to me was the low point of the night. I, I know you. We said that Miz had no chance. I love Zoe Stark. I shouldn't say love. I like her a lot. I think she's got a huge potential. This her. is just the wrong place, wrong time for Zoe Stark to even try to be in a title match with Rhea Ripley. This was okay. Um, I just don't think that Zoe's ready for this bright of a light just yet. Um, I'm not saying she came up from NXT or too early. I just think that the, at least the bill for Zoe Stark just doesn't match the the fact that she's in this match. I know she won of the right to win this match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't make sense. Didn't buy it for a single instant. Rhea Ripley retains. That's all I got. Zach? Yeah, I mean, good spot for Zoe to be in. She's challenging for the world title, and she's a good wrestler. And they had, had a pretty good match. Um, it was, uh, you know, just kind of there, though, in the sense that she is not a credible challenger because she hasn't really been built up, but she's been in, you know, kind of main event picture scenes. So, uh, but Rhea is just very dominant and you really got to build up like a really credible contender or you got to be like a Becky Lynch or something for yeah. us to really think that she's going to lose that title. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, I think that we're getting, well, you know, I'll just throw out a, prediction uh you know none of my sources said this but this is just me kind of going on off of uh you know what i see and no, what i, I feel say it's always good to uh, keep sources uh, i think that bianca versus bianca versus rhea ripley should be for the belt at mania and i don't know mania is starting to look pretty fucking stacked before this weekend i probably would have said you know bianca versus rhea could headline uh night one of wrestlemania um doesn't seem like it anymore i thought it was a big deal going to raw though how orton's first promo gets interrupted by rhea ripley that was interesting and very cool and i was like i did not expect this but i wanted this and that's when wrestling's best so um anyway but i I mean exactly what zach said it's like they either they're gonna have to reach back and grab somebody that's already been a title holder or they really have to build somebody up from they get. They need to start now because nobody seems like they're going to take it off for Bria. I was thinking Jay Cargill, but it was interesting. Uh, I didn't watch the whole press conference of uh, the Survivor Series, but I did see a little clip of someone asking Triple H about Jade and his response. Very interesting, saying that she's not anywhere close to being in the ring as of yet. Um, I'm not sure if that's an indictment on... That happened at the press conference? Yeah. Man, yeah. I, I have never watched one of those press conferences. Is I, it just some, like, is every single question just some fucking five foot three neck beard stands up <laughs> and then asks his question and then uh, Triple H's response, Triple H's response is, What up, turd? <laughs> It's like Triple H tweeted the other day about he retweeted the meeting that he had with Henry Kissinger in 2016. I mean, really, the like the type of people that Triple H hobnobs with to the type of people that Triple H answers at his press conference, there's no greater disparity in culture today. <laughs> it's like he goes to the president's house, he hangs out with the president, and then he's talking to some dude from... 
you know, yeah, from unprotected hair, hair, unprotected chair shot podcast or something. Dude, he goes, he, he goes to the Playboy Mansion, and then just picks up random hookers. God like that's him. how it works. God yeah, but him. I mean, but I, anyway, uh, yeah, sure, we could see Jay Cargill. That's fine. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that we're we're not going to see Jay Cargill. Ultimately, I don't think we're going to see her. <laughs> WrestleMania would be a great goal. I wouldn't hold my breath. I think the rumble is out at this point. That's right. how, that's the way I interpreted his response is that whatever she was, came away from AEW isn't up to our standard, and until she gets to our, to our standard, she's not wrestling. All right. What was next? Main event time. One of my, real, oh, real quick, uh, one of my favorite things, um, like uh, I think it was maybe about two weeks ago, um, on Wrestling Observer Radio, radio, they'll do like mailbag questions every now and then. And somebody's like, "Hey, what, you know, what's going on with Jade Cargill on WWE?" And he's like, "Yeah, we really haven't seen much of her. Uh, my guess is that they saw her wrestle, and you know, she's on the back burner for now until she gets more training." And I just saw some dude like neckbeard online comment. He's like, "Yeah, because they signed her without ever seeing her wrestle." And then like one week later, Triple H is at a press conference, and he's like, "Yeah, she's just not ready." <laughs> like, um, yeah, exactly that. Uh, because and he actually kind of used the it's not ready as or she's not ready as a dig in AEW basically yeah. that um, yeah. she was not developed. She uh, didn't learn so anything over there or something. Yeah, it's one thing. Uh, Triple H is is really good at these. Like they're actually, I really enjoy watching them. A for the AEW ones, you have no idea what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> I mean, obviously, like, like, wreck. <laughs> yeah. Well, no shit. <laughs> and then it's like it's like a total blend of kayfabe and. Uh, shoot because they talk both ways like all the time. It'd be fascinating to be somebody who was not like a fan like us to, to watch it because they'd be like, this is fucking I mean, it's, wild. It's basically how we talk. <laughs> like there is no, yeah. there is no, uh, there's no difference between it. It's like, it was an onion headline in like 2010. It's like friend who's wrestling fan mixes between mixes between real and fake and doesn't know that like something like that. I mean, yeah, that is how we talk and that's basically how they talk. No, it, it, it's, it's interesting in the sense that they, that this is now a thing on both sides. WWE, AEW does it. I like the fact that they do it. It does, you know, peek behind the curtain a little bit, not too much, but neither here nor there. It basically could set up a storyline whenever you want to. So, by all means, knock yourself out. I'll, I'm here for the train wreck. Yeah, and, WWE doesn't really allow the, the peek behind as much. Triple H is really good at the, so to say, he's really good at spinning everything like kayfabe and being like an absolute company man. Like he's, he's a super smart dude. Like when you see him not being the game, uh, he's, uh, he's he's pretty good to watch. Anyway, you go ahead. I was, I was getting ready to say, I think his uh, his smartness is getting ready to be talked about in a little bit, but maybe not too much. We'll figure this out. Main event time. Let's get to the fun part. I'm getting to the fun part, motherfucker. <laughs> if you let me finish, shit. Chill, bitch. Damn. Judgment Day versus Team Cody Rhodes. Obviously, Unprofessional th- bullshit. throughout the night, you have the mystery of where is Randy Orton. He is not t- to be seen. The good part about uh, this match is that the heels had the advantage so 
the last uh, baby face. In this case, it was shaping up to be Randy Orton or in the hopes of Chicago one CM Punk to come out and be the fifth member. Unfortunately, CM Punk did not come out to be the fifth member. It was Randy Orton. Nice little pop for Randy. Good to see him back. Looked like he put on some muscle on his uh, nice little layoff off. Um, I thought it was smart to bring him in last just to you know make sure he's kind of protected a little bit. Even though this is a War Games match, you don't want Randy to come out after a year and a half, two-year layoff and come out and get broke. Um, this was a, probably the better War Games match as far as I'm concerned. Better spots. Um, to me, this was the, the match I was probably looking forward to the most because it had the most intrigue. Part of that intrigue was, was would Damian Priest cash in? And ultimately, the cash-in attempt was made, but obviously Randy Orton did come out. But I was I like the fact that they at least thought about it. In a situation where you have the world champion in the ring and the money in the bank contender on the opposite side, it at least has to be broached. So at that point, they broached it, no problem. Um, Seth Cody, obviously that uh, tension was going throughout the match. I love the fact that Seth was grueling Cody. He's like, where's your boy? Where's your boy? He's like, I don't know. I don't know. And that's what the, and that's where I thought the match really started to heat up a little bit. Was Seth wanted to know if uh, Cody Rhodes could bring in Randy Orton. If not, you're basically stuck because you're at a man disadvantage. From that point, um, the spot with J.D. McDonough, God bless him. He's going into WWE more, getting the uh, RKO off the top of the cage. Probably is the spot of that match. Um I thought Randy Orton was going to take the uh, the pin, but nice little assist. He gave it to Cody so Cody can finish it off for his daddy's match. I thought that was a nice little cherry on top of the cake. And then, you know, we'll talk about him in just a second. But I'll let you guys talk about the match first. Zach, what you think about this match? Uh, this match is really good. They had the, uh, the, the psychology right uh, where the baby faces were the underdogs here and the heels had the advantage. A uh, similar story in the sense that the leader of the uh, heel faction was pinned. Uh, but this match was just really good. It was just classic war game shit. Uh, the J.D. McDonough coming off the cage spot was nuts and um, pretty brilliant, pretty brilliant uh, as far as the reveal about Randy Orton just because they were wanting you to be champions of Punk or they were wanting the, the audience to be chanting CM Punk and Randy Orton. And it was pretty brilliant because at the time I was like, well, this is dumb. I was like, everybody just thinks CM Punk's coming out and they're going to be disappointed. Um, but Randy came out and dude, Randy was Jack. He was bigger than Drew McIntyre. He was massive. Both those uh, motherfuckers looked like semi trucks, man. Both of them. It was unbelievable. Like just roided to the gills. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. That's fucked up, man. Randy Orton working Wearing hard, clear man. on their backs in the suntan booth. Oh, you hate <laughs> God damn. You teach MJF that trick. Um, they, uh, so when this match started off, that was, so just to give you a little POV, um, that was when Baby exited stage left. Nice. And Waterbong entered stage right. Nice. <laughs> was right so when that, jealous. Right when that match was starting. Fucker. And I got higher than draft pussy. Just <laughs> high as fuck for this match. This match was as this match was so much fun. 
It was perfect the way they brought in Randy Orton. And that place was going apeshit for Randy Orton out there playing the hits, man. He played the hits, and that place was electric. That is the best way to watch wrestling. It is the best. The best way to watch is when the crowd is going fucking nuts, and the crowd was going bananas for Randy Orton before he came out, before he, who should not be named, came out. That place was going nuts. So well done. Like I said, I didn't pick it, but I didn't care. I thought the handoff, the assist, the alley-oop, the Cody at the end, the let Cody get the pin, perfect little bit, bit of story storytelling. Uh, mega fun. Loved it. Loved it. I, I thought this was done really well. It, it's a great way to use war games on both sides of the fence. For the women's side, you had damage control building up to where they bu- jumped a bunch of different women. Same thing on the Judgment Day side with uh, Cody Rhodes probably being the more of the central focus, Seth being 1A. But they've told a story to where now both feuds felt like they needed this match to end the feud to blow it off. And I thought they did it both the right way. Go ahead, Vice. No, I was just going to say the um, they, the bookend was, was great, but McDonough. He was the man of the match. Yeah, McDonough. Oh, he took a took, lot of bumps. He was, that guy took he was taking a lot of bumps. Everything. I, I mean, I thought everything was really cool. I but was it, all I was thinking was even before Punk came out, I was like, man, WWE is a hot product right now. <laughs> like it is fucking hot. It is white hot, and uh, that was it was really fun. And then it went it, when it was just those five winners. Holding up their arms. I was like, God, God damn. Oh, man. Raw is stacked. Oh, yes. I was like, that is a fucking roster of, of over old, baby face. Oh, over my baby God, faces. yeah. Jay Uso might be the the least of the over of those baby faces. I don't say it. And Jay Uso is way, way over. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just saying, with McDonough bouncing that fucking Sputnik head of his around. Yeah, I know. It's like an that orange guy, on a toothpick. That, that, guy went, that guy went hard. <laughs> you ain't shit. <laughs> uh, so... Um, like I said, uh, I was on Mars at this point <laughs> and I'm like explaining it to Aaron. So, uh, let, I mean, let's get the punk. I, I'm explaining it to Aaron. I just want to tell you where I want to hear where everybody was when they saw it, but I was explaining to Aaron. I was like, see, they, they were trying to make it look like punk was coming out and then he wasn't coming out. And then Norton came out. But the, and I was saying to Aaron while I was having, I was like, this place is on fire. Like, holy shit. Look at this. And she was like fucking reading the house of mirth or something. She's like, yeah, okay. And, uh, <laughs> whatever. <my father. laughs> and I'm, and I'm like, but it would be such a big deal if punk came out. And I was like, but I was like, watch it till the very end. And I was like, man, I, I gotta watch it till the very end. I'm not gonna let it get me. And man, when his music hit, Woo. My jaw, like my jaw, literally they, they dropped the open. Tra- they put the trademarks. Up. They put yeah. the they put the Chiron up. My jaw literally dropped open. Like, and I was sitting there thinking, I was like, I don't think I've ever done this before. Like in reality, like <laughs> my jaw dropped open. I was like, holy fucking shit, Jason, where were you? I'm at work, um, obviously on Saturday night, and I was outside smoking a cigarette, and I'm usually look through my phone. I'm usually hitting some weeds because it's the end of the night. I don't have to deal with any more people, so I can start getting high. So I'm watching it. I'm looking at my Twitter feed, and nothing's coming up. So I'm like, okay, cool. I wasn't worried about sports because in my head of heads, CM Punk was not coming back. Right. And anything you was you, we you barely me, even entertained it in the several weeks coming up to it. Anything you showed me at that point, I wasn't even going to barely even, even entertained it. Yeah, and I we're plugged in. Be, 
So then I walk in to the kitchen and I see my man Mikey and Mikey gives me this like little sheepish look and he's like, have you looked on your, uh, have you looked at your phone? I was like, no, but you can tell me, you know, I don't care. You know, that didn't, that didn't yeah, I was going to say, Orton came back yeah, and you were like, yeah, say, it's, no like, yeah no. it's no big deal. He's like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, just show me. It's Does okay. he watch the product? He, he watches enough to where he knows how big of a deal this is. So I was like, yeah, you can show me, no big deal. So he shows me the clip, and it's, you know, it's the end of the match, and I'm, I see, like, the, the big wide shot, and I see the five guys in the ring, and I'm not sure who it is. I was like, okay, the baby face is one, no big deal. And I see the Survivor Series, you know, logo on the right-hand side, and I'm like, Son of a bitch. And as, soon as, and as soon as I said, son of a bitch, his music hits, and I'm like, oh. And so, I, wait, and what's I hadn't this, even said anything. What's I, this dude's name? Mikey. Mikey warned you, <laughs> and he did his best. <laughs> that is not Mikey's fault. No, it, 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 I, I just sat there and I watched it, mouth wide open, and just like, I can't believe this shit. I, I was... Mad for the fact that I I'm was on talking team, all that shit. I'm on Team Mikey. <laughs> he really tried. <laughs> he did. He totally did. God bless you, Mikey. I, I have to give you. I'll give him a hug tomorrow when I see him because he totally tried. I'm watching it. and I'm just like son of a bitch. I'm mad because I I want I would wish I would have just been disciplined and just said no. I would have wanted to see this at my house and get the real genuine reaction. But that was a genuine reaction right there. Mouth was open. I watched the shit unfold. It was it was borderline surreal. It was somebody said it was like somebody scoring a World Cup goal was the equivalent of the the pop he got when he came back. It was ridiculous. Zach, how did you see it? Uh, I was watching live. I actually got a cold like the day before Thanksgiving, and so I was like just full of cold medicine, uh, but otherwise sober. And uh, yeah, I was just sitting here uh, in bed watching and. Like on the computer, kind of dicking around. I got I got done, you know, with the match and stuff, and I like picked up my computer and I was doing stuff. And uh, the, the my favorite description of it so far was yours on Facebook, Phil. Whatever you're like, I just got done getting so high before this. It felt like the end of the world. It, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it really did. It um, it 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 really did. <laughs> I was so. I forgot. I, I forgot that like, I said that, but yes, that is how it felt to me. I was like, "Holy fucking shit!" That's amazing. I uh, I was sitting here totally sober, um, and uh, I like completely like disassociated because like I saw the music hit, and I was like, "That's not real." Because I had been thinking about it, because you know all the chants and stuff, and I was like, that didn't happen. And then it was just so weird. And then um, Tara walks in, and she sees him, and I'm just like, and she's like, oh, she's like, uh, she doesn't know the whole history about him in WWE though. Um, and she sees him, and she's like, oh, she's like CM Punk, and she always like rib me because she thinks he's an attractive dude, and she knows that I think he's annoying. And My so, wife does the same but, thing. <laughs> the exact same thing. God, and they're related, so. Yeah. They have a type. Jason women, man. Yeah. Yeah, but it's with, and, um, it, it's with me. It's with Vice. <laughs> but she's like, she's like, maybe he'll be a good guy this time. I was like, I don't give a shit if he's a baby face or a heel. I was like, I just don't like it. Uh, but, uh, maybe he'll be a really good guy this time. <laughs> she called yeah. you a fucking Mark, dude. <laughs> yeah. I had a 
Yep. And he, and he got worked up like he worked himself into his shoot. He's like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> he was. Man, we, hey, we were, I was a mark in that moment also, man. I completely marked out. The funniest thing I saw was somebody tweeted, it's funny to watch wrestling fans from the outside because they'll be going nuts and then you'll see the clip and it's some bow-legged dude in an ill-fitting white t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I mean, there's that one guy. It's all good, man. To him. Like it was like everybody was like so stunned that one guy he forgot every word except for the city that he was in. He just put his arms around fog and he's like Chicago, Chicago. Like he could have said anything. Uh, like he was on live TV and he just like kept playing okay. Chicago. I say, say, man, say what's up to your boys and stuff, man. Shit, you sit with CM Punk. Um, Shout out. Yeah, something. So let's just dig into it because obviously there's. There's stuff to talk about, the, the business side of it. I, I was glad to, uh, our businessman over there talk about that. I want to talk about the wrestling side of it because, for me, the, one of the biggest reasons I never thought Punk would come back is because I never thought that he and Triple H could ever get on the same page. Obviously, they had a come-to-Jesus moment where Punk said the right thing to make Triple H drop his guard. I'm sure Vince had to have something to do with it. I think uh, Endeavor, um, the parent company of this whole thing, obviously UFC ties. I'm not going to sit up here and poo-poo that scenario where they didn't have some sort of say in this as well. All that being said, this just sounds like a scenario, at least for me, where WrestleMania is set in my mind. You have two nights and you got two main events set. Seth versus Punk in one night, Roman versus Cody in the other night. Now, how you get there, I'm not sure how you get there, and I don't necessarily care. But I think ultimately that's the first thing I thought about when I saw Punk is that Punk was coming back for a title. That's the only reason he's coming back for. Roman is basically pretty much set with Cody. So you got one titleist, and you got Seth losing his goddamn mind post-match. Whether that's work or shoot, I'll let you call that shit. I think it's a work, but that's just me. Go ahead, Three Beer. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's definitely a work. Like, you're not going to tell your the top guys in your company. Like, I know that in the press conference, uh, Paul said he's like, it was just me and uh, Nick Khan were the only ones who knew. Like, people knew. Like, you're, like even if they didn't know until that day, like, you're going to tell Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes uh, you know, like, hey, well, uh, Punk's coming out at the end of yeah. your, at the end of your. I don't want to. I don't want to sound like Cornette here, but <laughs> like, if they didn't tell Randy Orton, that is straight up disrespectful to Randy Orton. Like, they had it's to tell him. any of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah. I mean, listen, people were marking out that night, and everybody was excited, and everybody was on the internet. And if some people saw Seth, and they were like, and they got worked by it. Yeah, like, you don't have to be the cool guy with your fucking hair slicked back, leaning against the Coke machine with your cigarettes rolled up in your fucking T-shirt being like, you guys are getting worked. It's like, just let everybody get worked for a little while, man. It's fucking exciting. People were excited about wrestling, like super excited. Just who cares? Not saying that's what Zach was doing, but, man, I saw a lot of people doing it, like, right after it happened. It's like, oh, you fucking marks. It's like, guys, yeah, we're all fucking marks. If you're not mar- if you're not marking out when that happens, like you just you, you're, not you're just not watching wrestling probably. Yeah, but, just dead eyed. Um, 
this does open up a lot of possibilities. Um, who do you want to see Punk feud with? There's just so much to say about this. I don't even know where to start. Like, I really want to talk about how, like, the pipe bomb promo, which he kind of called, recalled back to Monday night, it's like that kind of almost, like, was the was the sentiment that created AEW. It's like AEW is like the logical conclusion of that promo. Right. So for Punk to come back and be the voice of the voices or something, it doesn't make that much sense because WWE is cool. When when Punk went on that, when he had his pop, pipe bomb promo, WWE wasn't cool. We wanted something like AEW. AEW is the dream that was prophesized you know what i mean so like punk coming back and i won't get into his promo yet i don't know it is it for as much as it popped me and as much as i'm willing to see if it works i don't know if it's going to that was kind of my first thought go ahead three beer yeah uh, i mean it is interesting to see where all this goes and you know i'm not surprised uh in the sense of like I didn't think he would go back to WWE. Uh, now, his motivations probably spite. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know Punk, but it seems just like spite, right? Uh, so he can also, again, be the center of attention. He probably really liked that again in AEW. Like, you know, he was their biggest star. Also, you could tell even when he was in AEW, he knew he was the biggest star and he didn't think anybody else there were actual stars. You know, like whenever he did his little rant with Adam Page, he says, this guy's never been anywhere, never done anything. And it's like, dude, Adam Page has wrestled all over the world. And right before he was, he, he was the main guy in the company for, you know, a fucking year. Um, and he had like a huge storyline for the year before that. Um, so he's done some shit, but he has that sentiment that a lot of the WWE guys have that if you haven't been to the show, you haven't been to the show, and um, so I just thought that he wouldn't go back. Now, WWE, they've got all the power, like, and Triple H has all the power. If Punk acts out, like, the dude's gone, and I'm sure he has to know that uh, because they're not going to tolerate anything because they don't have to kowtow to him because they're hot. Now, yes. What, real quick, and also... Uh, you know, Tony was kowtowing because he's a big star and he was using him to help build the company. They don't need to, him to build the company. The company's built. And with WWE now, it seems like he Paul doesn't have this kind of rigid idea of what wrestling is. If he thinks the fans want to see something, it seems like he's more likely to let that happen. Um, the fans want punk. Why wouldn't we bring punk in? Yeah, I mean... So that brings me up to my second reaction that I had when Punk showed up, and it was... What up, turd? It's like, this motherfucker's <laughs> back again. And it's like... Yeah. Part of him has to... I mean, it's kind of shameless to come back to WWE after all the shit talking he did. I, I Like, I'm not one to call, like, pro athletes hypocrites. Like, get your money when you can get your money. And I don't care enough. Like, I, CM Punk's a hypocrite. Okay. That doesn't mean I'm not going to watch him. Doesn't mean I'm not going to watch the product. But, man, that is 
all the shit that he talked about WWE, and then he comes back at the he comes back just for a little bit, gets a little taste of AEW, gets fired because he's an asshole. Comes back to WWE and then says Monday night, I'm home. Yeah, Holy but- <laughs> shit! Unbelievable. That's got to be. That has to be kayfabe. That has to be him saying I'm. That has to be leading to a story about him going corporate or something. It has to, because if not, that looks so stupid. That is like so over the top stupid. Go ahead, Vice. I mean, it has to be right. Like it has to be the worst shit ever. I mean, he just he's so he just hypocritical so for shit. all the shit that he talked about WWE, and then he comes right, right back. back. First place he goes when he has a little spat with Tony Khan. Okay. What a bitch. For for the guy that's probably the <laughs> for the for the guy that's probably the most uh I will I'll go with the word emotional of the group. I can see to, I can see CM Punk going back just to say, you know what? Fuck you guys. Fuck AEW. I still got it, whatever the case may be. I'm a big star. I'm a bunch of around a bunch of big stars. Yada yada yada. It this is a roll of the dice. I agree with three beer on that sentiment. That bringing Punk back in could be really great for business. He can sell a lot of merch. You can have great matches. But God forbid, if for whatever reason. In my dream world where he made events night one of WrestleMania and something happens where he doesn't, that's where you're gonna have the rubber meet the road. I get it. He's here to make he's here to make money. He ain't here to make friends. I get that. I love that I love that shit about it. That's the only thing he said on Monday night. I was like, all right, nigga, that's what's up. That's what's up. Get your paper, player. Well, do you think they told him to say that? Or do you think that was him just not being able to help himself for being a dick? He goes out there I, I, and cuts no, a that, baby face that's, promo. No, that's him being that's them being a dick. No, that's him. No, I think that's him just being a dick. That's him being Classic CM Punk. I'm home. I'm sure that was fed to him. I'm the, the, motherfucker. You ain't I'm home. home. You ain't home. You what gonna a tell me that bullshit? Thing for CM man, Punk to say, say. Man, that was the. Oh, he said that shit. I was looked at him. Was just like, ugh. Never, dude, never, never. You forget. This is the same CM Punk that did that. Uh, that little promo uh, segment with a Steel, where he acted like he was getting talked out of it, and then he got talked back into it, which was some of the cheesiest shit we've seen on TV in a long time. He's cheesy. That's a corny motherfucker. So that, corny motherfucker punk. That's what CM stands for. So, like I said, so in that oh scenario, you just got to pop out of you just got to pop out of Zach. <laughs> yeah, he just made it up. Give him credit. <laughs> so that's the only thing I've got to say. At least on the on the business side of it, I have to see him take an L and how he reacts to it. Because any other time he's taken the L, it's been. You know, a backstage fight. Jack Perry gets him fired. Whatever the case may be, it's the it's the Bucks' fault. Look, at some point we got to put the finger at CM Punk, right? Right. So at some point he's not going to get everything he wants in WWE. How does he react to that? I forgot to say that this is the two count. One, two, three. That was a nice segue, dude. We didn't need yeah. that. Sorry, Zach. We took your count. Zach, what else you get to say about CM Punk? Were you happy to see him? Uh, no, although um, <laughs> I uh, 
<laughs> I think it's bad. <laughs> I can't tell I'm, if I'm happy to I'm, see him or not. I, I I can't say that I'm uh, happy to see him. I do think it's interesting, and so I am intrigued. And also, it it opens up a lot of possibilities that just hadn't thought about or hadn't considered, you know, especially as far as like matches and, and stuff like that. Because, um, I mean, it is wrestling. CM so, Punk, Logan uh, Paul. That's the first thing I thought of. Really? Everybody. <clears throat> no, like, I saw Seth Punk. immediately. No, no I, mean, I mean, CM Punk, Seth looks like that's probably where it'll go. But, I mean, a CM Punk, Logan Paul program? That could be cool. Yeah, when I thought about not... things that I actually want to see, like, I was like, I want to see him wrestle Logan Paul because in that scenario, Logan Paul's actually the likable one. Which yeah, is I was about to say, you well, baby face. And Logan Paul's, I mean, those two feuding would be the best in the world versus CM Punk. Oh! That's Logan Paul, baby. He's the best in the world. Hey, and, claim it, and I don't, I don't mind either one of them low blowing the other one. No, not at all. I, no, careless. <laughs> it would not make me upset. It would be a good battle on the mic. I will give you that much because uh, Logan Paul can work the stick. Obviously, that's one of the reasons why Punk, I think, is who he is at this point. That he can work the mic. So yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to that by any stretch of the imagination. Um, um, as go- far as uh, I saw an intriguing matchup that I never even considered even whenever he went to WWE, but I saw a report uh, right before the podcast that uh, who knows the validity, but that uh, WWE is trying to get Austin to come back for a match with Punk. That's a money match. <laughs> That's a money match. Hey, hey. That's a money match. I just went from six to midnight. I'll see you guys later. Yeah, I mean when, I mean Punk cut the pipe bomb promo in an Austin shirt. <laughs> oh, full circle! What a story! Yeah. Son of a bitch! Oh, I have never so even awesome. thought about that. Um, awesome! Uh, wow. Okay. Um, Can't wait to watch Stone Cold Steve Austin stomp mud holes into that twerp. <laughs> I love it that Austin would definitely go over too. Oh yeah, you got to say, and you can't bring Austin back at this point and not have him go over. That would be ridiculous. But I would say I'd say Punk would never come back either. So I mean, how ridiculous I look. That's that to me. I think I don't necessarily dislike the wrestler. I don't like the person. And when he came back. That was no, why man. my knee jerk I'm a consumer. because I was mad. The, the person is bad. I'm a consumer. Bludgeon, bludgeon me with entertainment. Just give me CM yeah. Punk. I'm not fucking loyal. No, I'm not. Look, I'm Just not. Just knock me over the head with it. I'm not disagreeing with I you. I want to watch that. wrestling and talk about it. I think ultimately, I think somewhere along the line, this is going to become a train wreck because I just think that the, his past is who he is, and the leopards don't change their spots. They just don't. Okay. I want to see, like I said, when something starts going south. Let's say he goes to WrestleMania and he loses. I got, I got a funny joke. Okay. How does he react to that? He going to let Jack Perry get his ass fired from fucking AEW? And God forbid if he doesn't get a WrestleMania main event? Because that was part of the reason why he left to begin with. He didn't get a WrestleMania main event. Oh, okay, motherfucker, we did it. And let's just say all these people that are talking about Daniel Bryan because they got leaked out that Daniel Bryan was part of the disciplinary board and Daniel oh. Bryan made the decision. to He was the one that he was like the vote. It's like any, any disciplinary board would have fired him at that point. What it's is, not Daniel Bryan. 
it, well, it, he wouldn't even be allowed at an elementary school school board. Yeah, right. I mean. <laughs> People are like on that same like note. There's like, how's a wrestler going to be on the disciplinarian board? When you, if you get um, if you're a lawyer and you're getting ready to get this bar, there's going to be a lawyer on this disciplinarian board. Same fucking concept. Bill Russell was GM of the Celtics for a while. <laughs> Black man, goddammit, in Boston. Got I'm just that. saying hey, that's all Brian's doing. Hey, is GM Jerry West ran the Lakers? Yeah. Not while he was playing, but Pete Rose was a manager and a player at the same time. Okay, uh, completely fair, and I, and I get your analogy on that. Low I, five. Just, I just thought that the the Bill Russell thing was uh, a, a little right field, but neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> no, I'm saying he was an executive and a player at the same time, just no, like Brian Danielson. No, I I don't see Danielson as executive, but I could in this scenario. With the punk being fired, yeah, okay, he's an executive at that point. But I, I would trust Daniel Bryan's judgment over most any people. I mean, I really do. We need to go back for a second to our point that we were talking about earlier in Survivor Series when we were looking at those five baby faces, and we were talking about how that's just a loaded roster of baby faces on Raw. That doesn't even get into LA Night and SmackDown and shit. And then you throw... CM Punk into the mix? Roman Reigns wasn't even on the pay-per-view, man. They are fucking stacked. Neither was Logan Paul. They could have pulled Logan Paul out of there. I'm going to say it, and I said it a couple weeks ago. Jimmy and Solo, not on it. I said it a couple weeks ago, and I'm going to say it again. WWE, to me right now, is more interesting than AEW, period. It was that way before Punk came back, and now that Punk's back, that's why I think having Punk come back to WWE, does, it's not a balance of power, but it just really starts to make WWE no. more of a worldwide kind of a... It's weird, though. It's more interesting for him to be back in WWE than it was for him to be in AEW. Like, as a watcher of the industry, it's more interesting to see if he's like how he fits in. Do you agree, Zach? Yeah, totally, because of the history and because of everything, that alone makes it more interesting. Like, it seems like, you know, some guys uh, say they leave WWE and they're going because it is an alternative, like a, like an Adam Copeland, right? Uh, right? Even though WWE is stacked and they're a hotter product, it doesn't make it more interesting for me to watch. Like, if I could only watch one wrestling show, it would be Dynamite, and it's not because I like AEW more. I, I can just skip Raw and I can skip SmackDown most weeks and I can't skip Dynamite. But That's exactly Adam how Cop- I am. Yeah, Adam Copeland has way more interesting things to do in WWE or in AEW because it's more interesting for him to be there. Yeah. Uh, because he's always been WWE. Uh, now Dropping F-bombs and shit. <laughs> yeah. We got kids I mean, watching, man. What the fuck? F-bomb. That was and the shit. most. That was the second most expensive. Go fuck yourself of the week. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyway, I, I think it's more interesting uh, for for Punk to be in WWE because you know in AEW you're like, oh yeah, the matchups. He's there. He can he can get some young talent over. He can draw some eyeballs to the product. With WWE, it's like. What's gonna happen? Because like Jason said, I mean his first promo is like I've changed and everybody booed him. Like he was over as hell and everybody's cheering, they're happy to have him back. It's an event 
and he says, I've changed. And then everybody in that building goes, Boo, you, you ain't changed. changed. <laughs> yeah. Shut your ass up. I mean, the last half hour of Survivor Series was fucking wild. It was a wild yeah. time. It was so entertaining. Like, I mean, Orton into Punk was just like, boom. I mean, well, like I said. That, it was literally, for me, watching the, the end of the match, when I finally went home and watched it, and then watched the the entirety of it, the match itself was was really good. The ending with Cody getting the, the pin was just a huge pop. You got the baby faces standing tall. Like you said, it, last week it was the fucking Avengers, and I didn't really even trip off of it until they were all five in the ring. They were beating everybody down. I was like, damn, this motherfucker's right. McIntyre was on the other side. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn, they are the Avengers. Look I mean, at this Finn shit. Balor was on the other side. The guy with the money in the bank was on the other side. It was, it was literally. Like, that's your next champ, most likely, is Damian Priest. If you want to go Justice League versus the Legion of Doom, we can go I'm that route. I'm just saying, that's a stacked it roster. Was, it is. And Punk coming back just makes it that much The dude more that gets deeper. the most heat in the company was on the other side, too. It was Dom. Like, we're not even talking about them. Like, that is a yep. hot product. It is. It's, it's, I would say this Triple H gets a lot of credit, and I think it's well deserved. There's oh, some, I do there's too. That, I wish he would do better, the women's division being the one thing. It's like night and day to what it used to be. We never used to talk about WWE like this. This We were always disappointed. This is a totally different It was always disappointing. Yeah, always something like, they should have done And it hasn't been like that since, like, since KO fought Austin at WrestleMania. Or NXT takeovers. I mean, there's those But that was Triple H, too, though. Yeah. So, I'm not going to. My point. I'm not going to sit up here and give him the book of the year by any stretch of the imagination, but I will Billy say. Billy Corgan? Yeah, exactly. He was about to say, that's the dude I want to hang out with. Um, I will Joey say. Joey Janela. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Joey Janela might be too well for me, man. <laughs> I said, y'all doing you, what? I'm out, man. Did you, see his, his, did you see his tweet? I don't get on Twitter, but I saw somebody share it on Reddit. Uh, he, he tweeted, he's like, I'm on the GCW disciplinary board. He's like, God forbid if you smoke crack without me. <laughs> I'm like, man, hell no, nah, dog. Nah. It's like, we're good here. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that, that, ain't, that ain't right. Oh, shit. That that's good. Right. That's good. <laughs> oh, so y'all smoking crack here. All right, I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here. Do your thing. Hey, um, BFR, sport your local drug dealers. <laughs> That's right. Uh, that might be a little too much for me. Um, I'm just, I'm very intrigued right. with Punk. As much as I hate to admit it, and I, I, I'm glad I did see the sports, because God bless you, uh, and I'm looking at you, Mike Fernandez. There was motherfuckers that was just like, I don't give a fuck if you watched it or not. Did you see, look who's come back. Look at this, look at that. I had... Twitter page just blown up. Tinder Mahal gave me a <laughs> Tinder Mahal gave me a very polite are you watching? <laughs> but he does that. He will do that from time to time. No, he he'd be up that same night too. He's like, Do you he's like, Did you watch? I was like, I already know. It was like I already know the spoiler. I was I was pissed that, at that point. That that is a that's a good enough warning. That's a good enough warning. Did you watch? Are you watching? Because that could be a lot of different things. Yeah, um, said, that could that could just be a joke. True. Go ahead, guys. He says be that all the time, but it's always like you porn. <laughs> With a link, did you watch? They don't call him Tender Mahal for now? nothing. 
uh, I will say uh, a little statistic that I saw as ah, well. There it is. Here it comes. Here it comes. No, this is this is not what you think. Um, when back last year, whenever they gave Jay so like that main event tag, right? Like he main evented against uh, Roman Reigns, you know, way early, whenever they before the bloodline, like whenever they when it, during the pandemic, like like main event Jay so and you're like, yeah, okay, like main event. Jey Uso main evented WrestleMania this year. He main evented SummerSlam against Roman Reigns, and he just main evented Survivor Series. So if he main events Royal Rumble, he'll main event every big four pay per view. It's a, I would assume he'll it's be a, in the Royal Rumble. It's a great nickname. It's really good. Main event Jey really Uso good. sounds cool. It's it was so ironic and uh, just to piggyback and that's sticking on, too. Yeah, just to piggyback on what th- uh, Three Beer was talking about during the pandemic when they named him main event Jey Uso, it was it was just kind of like you know oh, yeah he's main event Jey Uso you know no, I was not giving him the time of day to where it's like if when you call ex- like your little nephew big guy okay, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then 15 years later, he's like 6'4", Would that be a great? Like, oh, shit. I mean, that would be a great nickname for some dude. It's like, oh, yeah, my boy Bo and uh, Main Event are coming over. <laughs> You're like, who? It's like my buddy, Main Event. You'd have to be like, that. that that's got to be the coolest dude in the world. Okay, that motherfucker is the shit. <laughs> he's funny. like friends with Top Dollar. <laughs> <laughs> and they all got pre-rolls. <laughs> you bring a top dollar over, you better bring a bring over. <laughs> main, main event smells like he always just put a blunt out on his food. <laughs> we, we, we spent 15 minutes outside of Bill's front house because we're just smoking and just dropping dollars. Main, main event always putting a blunt out on his boot. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Line of the show thus far. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's great. Uh, (laughs) Unbelievable. Um, Any other thoughts on CM Punk before we move on? Because we've talked for for a long time about WWE. Um, No, I'm good. I just, like I said, I wish I would just save the spoiler, but... It's 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 here. We're here. I'm just see. I'm, I'm seeing what's next. It's exciting. Uh, oh, give a letter grade to Survivor Series, Zach. Um, I'll go B plus. Ditto. Bro, that last thirty minutes that pushes it over. That's an that's an A. That's an A pay per view. Rhea versus it always drags it down like the Titanic. Man, nicely paced, short. That's a popcorn match. You gotta have that match. I'm not good. You said it was a squash. You said said great in the pay per view. Was that not on the pay per view? Yeah, and I guess I didn't really put the punk return the big deal. I'll agree with Bill. A minus. How about A minus? Okay, we'll meet in the middle. All right, A minus. All right, let's get to that three count. One, two, three. Bargaining over my damn grade. Oh, you guys got four. I got three. So. I'm not even. Thanks for that extra point. <laughs> not even adding it up anymore. <laughs> Fuck it. Don't say me and Zach still in this. I'm not saying you can you can throw your number out if you want to. All right, we had a we had a pretty decent rampage on. I know we say that every week. Rampage has been pretty decent lately. Um, kept off with a Yuta Shibata main event where Yuta goes over Shibata to win the ROH Pure Championship. Did you watch this match, Zach? I did. Um. Yeah, this was uh, surprising. 
because Shibata just kind of held that belt for a while. Um, I guess uh, outside of uh, storyline, Shibata has to go back to Japan. I don't know if it's a visa issue or whatever, but uh, I guess he just didn't want to take the belt with him and put it on ice and um, gets, you know, gives Yuta something to do. And also, like, Yuta is definitely the weakest link. He's the young boy of the Black Bull Combat Club, so him having the only guy that have a belt right now, um, kind of... He just keeps forging and forging <laughs> forging and forging and forging and forging himself in combat. Just forging! He's forging! He's forging in combat! <laughs> it is funny to have a such a shit heel just uh, be the pure champion because he, you know, did it with the low blow. And, um, I don't know. I think that pure belt. I'm I'm all for consolidating, getting rid of belts, but that pure belt. I really like the fact that it is a different type of match. And it's it's kind of like the Heritage Cup in NXT. Agreed. Yeah. 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 It's cool. Yeah, I like it too. Um, yeah, well, I mean Wheeler, you the. I guess he's kind of growing on me. I, I, like, I guess, he, I, I guess he's leaning into it. I don't know, just being a little wiener. No, he's like, look, you, you know, you, you, that, that the, couple, the promo he cut in the like the, the early in that uh, show is basically like, you know, you guys don't like me. You think I'm a dick? But yeah, I'm a dick. I was uh, me. I was thinking about you. <laughs> I was like, Bill Bayhai, this is for you. <laughs> I wish I would have saved Torp. I already said I already called Punk a twerp. I wish I saved it for Wheeler Yuta. Yeah, but I was about to say he's more corny motherfucker Punk and (laughs) twerp Yuta. Looks like they're giving on the collision. Looks like they're giving Daniel Garcia a little uh, push, even though he's losing a bunch. Like they're telling the story with him losing and being down about it. So I'm cool with this. Claudio and Daniel Garcia had a pretty fun match, as you would expect from them too. Uh, What you think of it, Jason? Uh, Claudio goes over, but it it, it just kind of just reinforces the Daniel Garcia uh, storyline of just he's feeling like he's a joke, even though he knows he's better than that. And the professional wrestler in him feels like it's kind of quaking in his boots ready to come out, even though he's still a, a sports entertainer in certain aspects. So in, in this scenario, I was disappointed, not surprised that – uh, Garcia lost, but I thought this match was really, really good. It was a nice way to kick off a uh, collision. What you think, Zach? Yeah, I mean, two great wrestlers. And, you know, overall, Garcia is questionable in kayfabe of why he's in the tournament. And it's kind of questionable why he's gotten a lot of his opportunities outside of storyline. We all know why, because Dana Garcia needs to be put in the spotlight because he's fucking fantastic and he's like one of the future stars of the company yeah it's like they don't show his record anymore gee i wonder why (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah uh i will say um kind of a classic at first whenever daniel bryan or brian danielson announced it with tony khan and they're like this is gonna be a tournament for the ages you know and i'm like oh i was like brian doesn't want to go to Japan and do the G1 or he doesn't think he can do the G1 so like Tony's gonna bring the G1 to him and that's awesome uh this ain't the G1 um it just ain't like uh G1 everybody's in it uh the champions in it all the top guys are in it uh this ain't the G1 uh it's a good tournament there's some really good wrestlers I'm enjoying it uh but the, that's where the comparison stops the fact that it's a round robin tournament um um just, just not 
Well, it's not the G1. If they wanted it to feel like the G1, they would have like three matches on Rampage every week. Or like Rampage would just be two matches from the tournament or something like that. And like give an entire block to just the tournament because then like you get the round robin feel. Um, yeah. And everybody would be in it. I mean, Omega, Paige, Jericho, MJF. Right. But when it shows uh, up in the middle of a collision or in the middle of a dynamite, like you know it's for the tournament, but it just feels like a match. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, yep. it does. It does. Um, I'm enjoying the matches. I, w- I, w- I would be lying if I said otherwise. There's one coming up that I can't wait to talk about because I enjoyed the fuck out of it. Um, but uh, we had House of Black go over Gravity and Commander. Uh, top flight, Darius Martin shows back up. Um, no, Dante sure. showed back up. Sorry, Dante showed back, back up. Let me see here. I don't know. Anything to say about that? Um, Any of that? It's good to see Dante back. I mean, I remember watching him uh, take that uh, spot where you, he broke his leg, ankle, whatever it was, and it was just shifted the wrong way, kind of like uh, Jordan Travis a couple weeks ago against North Alabama. But yeah, that was just it was brutal, and the fact that he's even back and he uh, wrestled on Dynamite, and they're a fun team. No, I was if it wasn't for the, the acclaimed is, are the the, the AEW. Uh, six-man trios, champions, whatever you want to call them. Top Flight and Action Andretti would be a good replacement if you wanted to move them. They can never be heels, though. They could never be heels. Um, Zach, what do you think? I like that team. I think that's that's an excellent team. Um, Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Um, Hobbs and Callis backstage. Hobbs is now wearing a shirt that says... Big black and stacked, or big black and jacked. jacked. <laughs> big black and jacked. Um, Anybody can get it. I'm like, God damn. And Callus is. Cal- I'm telling you, Callus in those pay per views or uh, in those uh, promo spots backstage. I mean, is giving off some real slave owner vibes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, dude. <laughs> Calvin Candy up in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> gotta start doing phrenology to fucking powerhouse Hobbs as he stands there. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I was like, don't get me wrong. There, there are some racial overtones when I watched that segment, but that was that's, not where I was going. That's, with that how, that's all how I saw it. I was like, shit. I did not think of that at all. Now Is that too can- much? We have to delete that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, three beer, you you're the voice of reason around here, which is scary. <laughs> um uh FDR and the Righteous Fight. Uh then we have Ricky Starks and Bill do a promo. Anything to say about either of those? Why are we bringing the righteous out? Come on, man. You know, I'm not saying that they're just they're a joke at this point. You can't go to the MJF and then bring them over to uh, FTR and expect me to even believe they have a chance. It's it's this is where the booking has its problems. You can't have one team lose to one guy and then put them across the PWI number one tag team of 2023 and expect this to be credible. 
I'll I gotta say, go if you didn't bring up the fact that they lost to MJF solo every time they get brought up, I'd probably never remember. <laughs> like, it, hey, it was, in case it was the it. opening match. It was like a comedy match on a pre-show. Like you know what I mean? I just I would have forgotten long ago. Like you, you you got like that that Loctite. Like you're just like, yep, uh, fuck those guys. They <laughs> it's so funny. Hey, like they're done beer. forever. I, I carry shit like a grudge, baby. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. I'll, I'll say this. They have the worst music in all of wrestling. Absolutely atrocious. <laughs> I hate it. They have go-away heat for me. I hate it's them. It's not that bad. Uh, Julia Hart's got really terrible music, too. I'm just saying that. That fake-ass Evanescent shit. Get that fucking shit out of here. I hate it so much. I don't necessarily mind it. I don't mind either of them. Yeah. But I don't think of it as like actual music. Like it's a, like I think it's cipher entrance music. Yeah, that's right. right. Exactly. Like, whoever sings that song just catching strays, man. <laughs> right. I don't think of it as music. <laughs> <laughs> In the shower. Oh, shit. It's not music or anything. I mean, it's like it doesn't even matter. <laughs> From the comedian of all people, with the one that the guy that has to be the most creative of everybody, he over there like, cow, 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 take that shit. Um, big the production bit. manager said it's not even supposed to be there. <laughs> He's like, hi, hi. My name is Zach. I'm five nine. I'm 125 pounds, and I love wrestling. <laughs> 125 pounds times two. Uh, Big Bill, Big Bill cuts a babyface promo, and I just gotta say, I like Big Bill. I'm he a is, Big Bill guy. No, I was gonna say I've been a Big Bill guy too. It's good to. Ricky Starr said the same thing when he, uh, Punk got fired, and this was Big Bill's, you know moment to remind everybody where he's come from too so it was it was good to see that big bill got his uh, i'll say this his flowers for a second a big bill means there's got to be a little bill that's little billy osprey that's what we're calling him from now on little bill no, that's little what bill. you calling him man <laughs> i'm calling him the billy go little bill's the wrestler of the year <laughs> what's your match of the year little bill omega one or little bill omega two <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> See why we waited until we're at least halfway? I like the uh did you like the Big Bill promo though, Zach? Yeah, uh I did. And also we talk about the uh, press conferences at the after the full gear press conference. Uh very cool having those guys up uh on the day answering questions. Um he kinda did what he did here, like, you know, talked about his addiction, uh how, you know, he's really turned his life around and uh He's engaged to, um, like, one of the hot, like, backstage gals that does the interviews. Um, oh, the, you the don't blonde. <laughs> Yeah. And um, that's actually, that's so funny because Ricky Starks had, like, that exact same reaction. Uh, Ricky Starks, like, pretended like he didn't know that. And he, he their kind of gimmick is that they just met, like, three yeah, weeks ago. <laughs> they keep talking uh, about it. Like it's how really well funny. do I know you? Don't don't know you at all. Where's my birthday? Yeah. No idea. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love it. That's good that shit. Is, that right there yeah. made me a total fan of the team. Just that that little clip where they don't give a fuck about it's a each nice other. gimmick. Yeah, they don't give a fuck and they don't care. They're the AEW tag champions and that's all they worry about. <laughs> When's my birthday? No idea. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> no idea. 
uh, I am right now listening to uh, John Moxley's book, and uh, he was uh, roommates uh, with Big Bill uh, back whenever they were starting out. And uh, it was funny because he started, Big Bill started after him. And uh, when Moxley wrote his book, uh, this was like, you know, right in pandemic era and Big Bill had not, you know, gotten better. And uh, he's, he was writing the book and he's, he's writing about meeting him. And he's like, now he's like, I know he's like, you're probably thinking, because uh, he's talking about like hanging out and drinking with him and stuff. And he's like, Big Bill, you're, I forget what he what he called him. He called him his real name, but he's like he's had some some problems uh, with alcohol. But uh, he's he's and he's like he's had a, a slew of problems. He's like, but I got to tell you, he's like hey, he's a great kid at heart. And he's like he's got a really good heart. And he's like putting him over it. Mox is putting him over in his book like as a real person. And then you never really got to see much of him because he was in WWE. But here you're getting to see some personality, and he he has like big baby face potential. And the other thing I was gonna say is that might surprise you is in that uh, press conference, he pointed out that Tony Khan was the first guy to really take a chance on him because that's the first title he's held in his entire wrestling career. Yeah. I was going to say that uh, we always thought that uh, Enzo and uh, Cass would be NXT champs. Never happened. Moved to the main roster. Never happened. Both got released, went to impact, Never happened. So yeah, it, it, the fact that he's now a champion for the first time is a little weird. So I, like an indie, an indie promotion never even put a title on him. Wow, that's wild. So I I walked away for a minute. So you said that Moxley and Big Bill were roommates. Yeah, when um, like FCW era, like uh, my, Big Bill came <laughs> after Moxley. But, How many? Yeah. yeah. How many empty Bud ice cans <laughs> were there? <laughs> In the morning when they woke up, uh, I'm sure he a lot. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, he talks about partying with all those guys, like in Florida and stuff. Like that's all they did was like. Go I bet Big Bill and Ambrose crushed butt ice together. Oh, I bet they have. Oh, yeah. I bet they have Instagram pictures of just Enzo covered in butt <laughs> ice, but empty butt ice. Enzo sleeping in the tub. I was just getting ready oh, to say yeah. they co- just, they're putting a magic mark on his ass. Yeah, they're, they're I can't just, picture what he looks like anymore. Just, I keep picturing Sammy Hagar. Just Instagram pictures of like him drawing pictures of penises on his face. It's kind of like if uh, Master Splinter went to Halloween as Sammy Hagar. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, man. Hang on. I gotta worry about this. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. All right, we're ready. You ain't shit. <laughs> Dude, Zach was my, one of my favorite tweets ever was a picture of Adam Duritz from Counting Crows, and I said it looked like Kevin Smith got cast in the movie as Malcolm Gladwell. Kevin Smith walking into the grocery store. Oh, my leg. (laughs) Fuck him. Why am I bleeding? Um, (laughs) And then we had, uh, so Keith Lee and Lee Moriarty. Uh, I don't know. They should put them as a tag team and call them Keith Lee Moriarty. God damn, I hate you. (laughs) God damn, I hate you. Better than swerving our glory. God damn, I hate you. (laughs) Naturally limitless. God, man, don't be, look, hey, hey. One person can dunk on this rim at one time. Limitless. <laughs> Let's say we can't have two people dunking on the same rim. God damn it! Uh, two goals. Pick and then one. in the main event, we had Brody King versus Eddie Kingston. Now, let me just say this: is that Brody King, his shit looks like it really hurts, 
And I'll just say this. Eddie Kingston's shit does not. It just <laughs> there's so much daylight in his shit. Are, are we ready to take a chop from Eddie Kingston? I am ready. Yeah, sure. I'll take a chop from Eddie Kingston. Those quick chops he does, where he's like kind of patting the guy on the chest. It's like that shit looks so weak. Are we? Is it fair to say that I think we've reached our Eddie Kingston limits? I don't know. I thought I I'm I'm into it. He always has great promos, and this is the best match of the tournament maybe so far. He's laying it on pretty thick. His promos are laying it on pretty thick that he's the guy that doesn't care. Like, he cares about the wrestling, but he doesn't care about the TV show. He's always like, oh, wait, I got to do another one of these things? He's laying it on thick. I I agree with that. That's his, at least his TV persona. Oh, what? So this is like my fourth fourth promo tonight? Okay, I'll tell you what, Tony. (laughs) I couldn't agree more. Um, That check cleared, so we're good. (laughs) Have I reached my Eddie Kingston limit? I don't think so. I, I, guess, I said it last week. To me, the, the, one of the biggest disappointments of this Triple Crown Championship, and this is the guy that watches a, a shit ton of wrestling, obviously, but just didn't watch all Japan in the 80s when this was a deal, so I don't get the, the significance of it. Eddie Kingston kind of loses the ROH championship run that I think he could have had that could have went to Mark Briscoe, so on and so forth. So that lineage kind of dies with this whole Triple Crown championship. So for me, I think Eddie Kingston still has a story to tell. What that story is coming out of this, I'm not sure. But to answer the question, I'm not ready to put down Eddie Kingston just yet. I mean, I like Eddie Kingston. It's just, he just doesn't seem like a, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I no, it's his shit just doesn't. I was watching, I was like, that looks really weak, man. That spinning backfist does not look. I'm not going to sit up here and say that it, it's you know the the super bad punch by any stretch of the imagination. I'll give you that. Oh no, I'll it's not that, that devastating. I'll concede. Not that. devastating. It's a Superman punch. <laughs> <laughs> One um, looks good. The other. I would uh, say this this uh, this episode of Collision was not their best, and this this match kind of saved it. Um, the crowd didn't really seem to give a shit um, about any of this. Um, that was their third hour, though, right? I mean, because yeah, Rampage, yeah, Rampage was live. Yeah. So. yeah, it was the second week in a row. Yeah. Raw was like that, too. Nobody, like, Raw, like, nobody gave a shit about the wrestling on Raw. They were just there to see the promos. Yeah, um... So, moving up to Dynamite, this opened up with another Continental Classic match. That was Moxley versus Lethal. Jason? Thoughts? Um, Mox being Mox in this scenario, um, putting a lethal to, to sleep. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. Referee stoppage doesn't matter. Essentially, Mox wins. Um, I kind of agree with Zach on this one where it doesn't feel like it's the G1 because the top guys aren't in it. And Jay Lethal, God bless him, amazing wrestler, great ROH ties. But in this scenario, he feels like he's there to – drop points he's the uh the huge role of the g1 at this point and that's a goddamn shame he's a jobber yep uh zach any other thoughts no yeah i mean it was fine uh fine match uh, i thought uh dynamite as a whole um very good wrestling and this was a, a really good match um i mean it's one of the reasons i enjoy dynamite is we often get these good wrestling matches but uh there I bet was the- no way that Lethal was winning I bet the next segment really popped you, Zach, with Sting and Flair back there. Sting in the nature bar. Woo! No, this is, uh, maybe if I, like, 
cringe so hard my penis popped. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was this is a cringy fucking segment. Hey man. I'm going to rip with goddamn stop. Stop him talking. Stop him. Stop him. I, you know, he stumbled a little bit at first. He picked up. He got pretty good at the end. It, apparently, like, they filmed for Rampage after this. And, like, there's he was he told, like, the live audience, like, he was out in the ring doing a promo. And uh, they're not going to air it on TV. But he told every every female in the audience between 18 and 28 to come to his hotel room. <laughs> I did see that. Oh my God. God bless him. <laughs> I did see that. That's thanks, Rick. All right, I really liked uh, Roosh versus Briscoe. I really, really, really enjoyed this match. Uh, what you think it was about the best match on the, the whole night? Yeah, I thought so too. I thought this was fucking awesome. Roosh ends up going over. Jason, what you think about it? Good to see Roosh getting back on track. Um, Mark Briscoe, like I already just said, I feel like his. ROH ties have been cut off, so I'm curious to see what's next to him. But Roosh is somebody that you got to have in the top of the card at all times. I just think his charisma is great. His in-ring persona is great. You know, he, he's just a physical athlete and somebody you can legitimately see across from MJF or anybody that's What they call him, champion. El Toro? El Toro Blanco. The White Bull. That's right, baby. Um... Yeah, uh, Briscoe, Briscoe losing his gum right before they went to commercial and then just, uh, like, pecking it off the ground like a bird right before they went to commercial really popped me. And, like, Excalibur is like, Mark Briscoe, one of a kind. And they were all fucking laughing. Wait, dude, what the fuck is he doing? It's on the ground, man. It's over. You don't Re- want that anymore. No, really funny. I would have done the same thing. Fuck that. He won his gum. Uh, I do love the band Danielson on commentary, and he mm. he put over these matches so good. Uh, he's got such great insight. Like him and Moxley, both they're all they're both really good at the commentary thing, uh, just providing that wrestling color. And uh, he really got a lot of these over uh, to an even more better extent, even though they were all really good matches. MJF cuts up cuts a promo uh, up next and puts over Samoa Joe. Huge. Um, uh, really cool to see just because MJF's usually very mean to his opponents, but he put over Joe Huge. Uh, the Devils come out. Give a really half-hearted attempt to attack yeah. MJF. I'm like, <laughs> man, come on, man. You got him. You got him. What like you they, waiting for? They sent in the B squad. <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys can't get the job done? It's like Buscemi and the other guy in fucking Fargo. Oh it's like, you God. guys just keep botching this thing. Jesus Christ. Um... But uh, so next week they're going to have a tag team. It, I, they better not have a tag team match next week. Joe and MJF versus two guys wearing devil's masks. They better not do that. It better be two guys unmasked. I was I could not believe that thing got booked. Um, and it was so funny because afterwards, Shivani's trying to kayfabe everything. And it just reminded me like Shivani, he was like the voice of my childhood, like from Nitro and stuff. And, uh, He's just out there, and he's always doing the best he can with, like, ridiculous storylines, and he's doing the same thing here. It's, like, 30 years later, and he's like, apparently, they have access <laughs> to our control panel and our lighting rig. And yeah. Tony, just know, don't even just, explain that, guys. You guys can just leave that yeah, one alone. Out. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't seem nearly as stupid until you acknowledge it. <laughs> Trying to explain this shit off. I'm just like, dude, no, no. I just... 
Well, uh, Undertaker's crazy brother with the burns on his face doesn't actually, doesn't actually have a contract, but somehow he got in here. <laughs> you going to stop him? Come on in, brother. This is you. You looking for him? You I mean, he take you down the hallway. You don't really have to explain it. <laughs> I was about to say, man, I'll be sitting like a bitch. As a matter of fact, he down the hall, second door on the right-hand side. I can lead you that way if you like. <laughs> um, but... There's no way they do that, right? It's going to be two guys unmasked, right? I don't even know. I mean, Wardlow came out next, and his fucking hair was all messed up. Like he had just been, like he just had a ski mask over it. Wardlow's got to be one of the guys. I was thinking, what if it's, what if it's Ziggler? Okay. Wouldn't that be cool? I, I, I'm not. Ziggler would be a, a nice ad just because it would be somebody that. You oh, didn't. There's stretches that, that out too long. Have, that, that, that's where I'm going with this. That something needs to be resolved sooner versus later. Because if the reveal is not Adam Cole, Baby. then it needs to be somebody that is in this storyline or someone that is so overcoming into AEW that the fans will be like, okay. I'm ready to invest in this. Right now, we're getting to the point where silliness, this was a silly segment. Up until MJF and by himself, Samoa Joe coming out, cool. You know what really popped me? The whole middle part, bad. You know what really popped me? Shane. <laughs> Nigga. <laughs> man, it, Ooh, that would pop me. Man, that motherfucker can't run the ropes no more, man. Sit down someplace. He's just got to be the leader. He doesn't have to. Oh, Jesus. No, I no, no. Like, uh, don't, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Don't, I feel don't like this would have been resolved if uh, Adam Cole wouldn't be hurt. I think we would already have this wrapped up and it's being stretched out because the entire storyline is being stretched out. I really hope it's just fucking Yano and he just looks at the hard camera and puts his shoulders up. Dude, what? come on, man. Come on, man. Come on. Come on, dog. Don't do that. That's not, that's not cool. Um, <laughs> so Wardlow versus AR Fox was next. Um, Wardlow destroys poor AR Fox. Um, Get your passport, boys and girls. That's all I got to say. Top Flight and the Hardys and Brothers Zay have a three-on-three match. Any thoughts about either of those? No. <laughs> Any thoughts about either of those, Zach? Uh, I mean, again, I really like uh, the – Top flight action and dirty trio. Um, were they gonna have a message? Didn't they get confronted by Lucha Brothers uh, and Vikingo? No, no, it's um, yeah. Commander, it's not Phoenix. Oh, my bad. Uh, but still, Phoenix I mean, it, yeah, it's it's, double. yeah, I mean, Commander it, it will play Phoenix, and it, it, I'm still looking forward to, to that match. So, Ooh, I'm that looking, looks awesome. Yeah, yeah. That, that match could be fucking awesome. Yeah, it should be tons of fucking fun, like my man would say. Um, Julia Hart versus Kura. Looked like there was a little bit of a botch on this, but um, oh yeah, the uh, I like Julia Hart finish was definitely uh, yeah off. I like Julia Hart as champ though. I do. Uh, what you think, Zach? Yeah, I mean, uh, mess with anything special, but uh, you know, uh, Jason found it very hard to believe that we picked Julia, and I was like, I was like, oh man, I I was waiting to hear what he had to say about it whenever I listened to the podcast last week because he was so incredulous he couldn't believe that we picked her. But, um, you know, it's like, for me, the reason is not because I'm a big Julia Hart fan. Uh, you know, she's definitely got a lot to learn, but she's also picking up steam and you strike when the iron's hot and 
she's you know she's got momentum, and uh, I think you know you got to make stars, especially uh, especially now. So I think this can help make her. In, in in retort, I'll just simply say this: I I get what you're saying, and it makes sense. Britt Breakers just entered the chat, and she's wondering why she hasn't been anywhere involved in anything of sorts. Because she's the devil mask. Get the fuck out of here. Okay, that, that's all. That's really what I think it is. Britt Baker's the devil. She's one of them. I don't know how many. I don't know how many devils there are. We, we don't know. Three of them came out. Um, you know none of them. There was a, like, okay. the devil. Christian Cage jobbers. and Edge have a segment together. Uh, Christian was his fucking smarmy heel self. I'll say it again. Christian doing work. Christian uh, talking about how Edge grew up without a father. I'm like, God damn, dude. I'm like, man, what the fuck? This motherfucker here. You, Unbelievable. And, and I'm just sitting there looking at him like, oh, so you're like, no, 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 right wait, now? wait, 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 wait. He's like, so my dad became your dad. Just hold on a second. You're like a brother to me. I'm like, you ain't going to punch this motherfucker dog? Fucking so smart. Right I, now. Man, I really thought that when Edge said, go fuck yourself, I thought that he should have said, Judy hated your guts. That's what he just said because they were talking about they were talking about Edge's mom. I asked this three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. How long would it take for him to say, you don't have a dad? Yeah, I mean, it, it, the, calling them the patriarchy is so good. <laughs> so mwah, good. Mwah, <laughs> that is so good. The whole video uh, package where it counts from, like you said it last week, and I watched it again, and it's just so fucking funny because Christian Cage's character is so over the top, just... The guy you want to see get his every single time. This time, I was just like, what he what he said about the uh, you didn't have his dad. You know, they zoomed into Anna's face, and I'm like, okay, so you ain't gonna punch him right now? Oh, we gonna have to wait. All right, fair enough, motherfucker. Guess we gonna have to wait. Ain't no way in real life you would have somebody say that and not immediately get a reaction. God bless you know the booking or the hive you want to do with the setup for it. The go fuck yourself was the cherry on top. That's great. We're going to get the match next week, even better. But for me, this is just classic Christian Cage. It has nothing to do with the title, which is the uh, the only part I don't like until next week. But the build to it has been pretty fucking good. Christian just doing work, like you said. Zach, who's better all time, Christian or Edge? Oh, man, come on now. Uh, it's definitely Christian. Man, come on, y'all, stop. See, see, y'all got some serious recency bias going that. on. Okay, y'all no, no, I've been saying that. I've been saying that forever. That has been my take forever. I know, I know you have. I think, I, I think have. Zach has too. I think it's, I think it's Edge's take too. Ain't this a bitch? Man, Edge is a really bad actor. I'll just say that, man. <laughs> that motherfucker cannot <laughs> act. I was about to say you. you so saw there's how a. Uh, there's a movie out there that he's in that I want to watch. <laughs> it's the what? Is it Money Plane or something? Yeah, yeah. Money the one with Plane. the we one with Frazier. Do a watch along on Money Plane. Oh, let's do it. Let's watch Money Plane. That's what I was going to say. You saw how he only did like that one movie, where Miz has done like six or seven Marines. That's all I'm going to say. Those are all WWE movies, though. Hey, yeah, we got Ed, we got a Ed mystery science theater movie. that movie. <laughs> Who's exactly. got more movies out there? Go ahead, guys. Uh, if, okay, if, if Bill if Bill and Zach had a finisher, you know what it'd be called? No hair toe. 
<laughs> the no hair tone. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, say, this is this was the best segment on the entire show. Oh, easily, (laughs) by far, because it was just Christian. This is the best thing that happened in wrestling this week. (laughs) (laughs) CM Punk came back. Let me come come over here. Let me let me raise my leg up on that. I could just I could listen to Christian heel off for hours at a time. That could, that could be like I could go to sleep with it. Like some people go to sleep with ocean waves. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't, I don't laugh too much, man. <laughs> you would say something be like, "Damn, that motherfucker ain't shit." <laughs> I have to get just right again. now googling like how many kids does Henry Kissinger have? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> so Holy good, shit. so good. And then the main <laughs> the main event was uh, Jay White versus Swerve, and Swerve is on his tour of putting on great matches. Uh, this match ruled. Um, I still give match of the night uh, to Roosh and Briscoe, but I did love this match. Uh, Jason, what do you think of it? This was my favorite match. I, I think it just for the fact that you had two heels, even though Swerve is universally over with fans. No matter what, God bless Prince Nana. We were wondering where he was last week, and he comes crutching on out, at least bringing Swerve to the ramp. And then selling it. He had, oh He's my selling God, it. That's dude. old school. That's old school manager shit. I love the fact he came out. Selling with the, the injury. And, and, did, and still did the Swerve dance. That, to me, was the, at least one of the highlights of the night. Um, the finish, I think, protects Jay White because it wasn't a – you know, a swerve stomp or one of his finishing moves. It was basically a roll-up finish. So in that scenario, you protected Jay White in the loss. Um, I said it last week. I'm going to say it this week. It's swerve and Mox in this gold block, I guess, or is, it, is this the blue block? I don't even know which block it is. Doesn't matter. I'm blue going to blockers. Do- okay, yeah. Turn okay. everything gold. <laughs> So there you have it, folks, out there in TV land. Get you some glasses. They're sweeping the land. Remember what I said? Now I'm a hip hop. Uh, yeah. Uh, go get your son blue blockers. Uh. <laughs> it's going to be Swerve versus Mox. The winner of that is going to win the block. I'm I'm standing on that. They're di- Both are just white hot right now. My name is Geek. I put them on as a shocker. Man, I love these blue blockers. <laughs> uh. You remember that infomercial? <laughs> You don't remember that infomercial? No, no, I do not. My Dude, we haven't even like Googled this and Bill just knows guy. the words. This is great. Oh, my dad was a blue blockers guy, too. Uh, yeah. They're cool. I, I have no idea what you're joking about. I'm going to find I'm gonna find it. I'm going to find it. I'm going to post it to friends of BFR. Okay. After, after the pod. After the pod. <laughs> I, what I just said was exactly what the guy says in the commercial. I thought you could. I just thought you freestyled that shit. I was it was a, like, I, I, I guarantee it's 100% what he says. Dude, and Zach, you didn't even see it, but me and Bill were low-fiving the whole time. <laughs> and JCB is looking at us like, what are these white kids in I'm like, yeah, St. Charles, Missouri, yeah. low-fiving about? Blue blockers. MC uh, Bill V high. That's gonna do it for our three count. <laughs> One, two, uh. three. All right, just some odds and ends. Uh, some shit that happened on Raw. Seth and McIntyre get into it. McIntyre headbutts Seth when he Woo. tells him that Jay is getting the title shot next week. Jay comes in to make the save. Uh, kind of stares at the belt for a little bit. Uh, Zach, what do you think about this? Uh, this was a really good segment, and I love the story that they're telling with Drew. I love the segment with Sammy afterwards. Um, 
this is all like I love Seth uh, introduce. Uh, yeah, it was Seth, right? Yeah, um, where he does the uh, whole bit about CM Punk and gets it out of the way and just like obviously building it up, but like doing it in a completely dismissive way, which to, to piss Punk off being dismissive uh, is probably the best thing to do. So, um, yeah, I, I thought this was very successful. Jason? It just, once again, just loaded raw. In just this segment alone, we talked about we had Drew and Seth in the ring. You had Jay make the save. And then immediately afterwards, you had Sammy confront Drew McIntyre, and they're going to have a match next week. You know it who? Is, it is so wild how much talent is on Raw right now. You know who we haven't even mentioned on this show yet? Shinsuke Nakamura comes out and blows the mist into Cody's face. Uh, Shinsuke, another guy, big enough to have a legitimate feud with Cody, something for Cody to do between now and the Royal Rumble. I'm super cool with this. Zach, I'm assuming you are too. Absolutely. Um, 100%. I, I was like, man, what heel shit? He spit that red stuff all over Cody's nice suit. Oh, That's what I'm talking about. Building up Nakamura it was key, though, if you were going to do this. Yeah. You couldn't have had the Nakamura that we saw last year or two years ago and put him in front of Cody and people would accept this as a feud. Yeah. I think now I'm in, I'm on board with this, too. I know Cody's going to go over, but I want to see how it goes. For sure. Um, what else do we have here? Uh, the Oh, the... Um, oh, my bad. Uh, who the fuck is Jelly Roll? Yeah, I don't know. Motherfucker, who are you asking? Shit. Apparently, he's Some a big dude deal. That looks exactly like he would be named Jelly Roll. <laughs> man, you ain't shit, dog. Man, you supposed to have me, you know, defending the big his, boy throughout here. His little brother's main event, putting blunts out on his shoe. <laughs> I was like, Randy Orton went over there at one point, I guess, tapped him up. He's like, oh, yeah, you smell good. <laughs> who's over, yeah, and hey, they, who's and over all there? The, all those people do is just, like, do vignettes where they're just flipping skillets. <laughs> hey, who's over at Bill's house? Uh, Jason, Bo, uh, main event, roll. <laughs> 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 oh, shit, Jelly's over there? <laughs> <laughs> Man, y'all ain't shit, man. I swear to God. Um, and then uh, NXT, uh, Wesley wins a four-way versus Cameron Grimes, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed. Wesley goes over. Uh, pretty fun match to put on the main event of NXT. Did you get a chance to watch it, Zach? Uh, unfortunately not. I actually just watched uh, AEW right before we did this. Uh, did you watch this, uh, Jason? Yes, I did. Um Knew Wesley was going over, but I it just know just a matter of getting from point A to point B. Um, I thought this was a really good use of all four guys. I've kind of this match made me want Cameron Grimes to go back to NXT, and at this point, I don't think it's a knock to go back to NXT. Nah, he it's, should go back. I agree. Um, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams kind of gets pushed off another way. Well, they find out it's Lexus King, or Lexus King admitted to it, or something, but uh. They so we're still waiting to see that get paid off. Um, Nathan Fraser versus Ilya Druganov. 
Fucking rules. <laughs> I'll say the, ba- the man just said, just said he rules. liked Baron Corbin's life, dude. Chill out. <laughs> what the fuck? It was really good, and Baron Corbin's sit-down promo right after it was fucking Fire. money. Dude. God, I hate that motherfucker. Was fucking money. You're Baron funny. Corbin was money. He is, he is really good right now. Um, so if you haven't watched that, go out of your way and watch it. This is banned from ringside. Hey, everybody, we got some birthdays this week. So, two weeks in a row, I forgot to mention Jason's birthday, and then I slid it in right at the very end um, of the podcast last week. But we forgot to wish our friend Jason happy birthday. Happy birthday, Jason. I just want to take some time out. I fucked up. It's my bad. (laughs) My bad. But that motherfucker's worth 30 days. How many candles did you blow out this year? That's not even the joke. How many candles did you blow out? <laughs> Just say, let's go with a nice round number. I'll, I'll say that and leave it at that. All right. Happy 40th. <laughs> hey, hey, Zach, you're not here, but the weirdest thing is that Bill's on his knees. <laughs> <laughs> we got some birthdays this week. Uh, Christian there, there is. There's a round number, 888. <laughs> It's a round mouth. That's what it is. A round mouth. Jesus Christ. 360 smile. Uh, Christian Christian is 50. Uh, Naomi uh, is 36. Remember her? Yeah. Uh, Knockouts world champion, baby. Yep. Uh, Victor. It seems like it's a birthday all the time. It's I, I'm, ever, All the time. Anyway, Victor is 43. Remember Victor? From the Victor? Ascension? Yeah, from the Ascension. No, this is the first time we talked about him no, this we, year. We celebrate his birthday all the time. No, we do Hiromu not. Hiromu is 34. Larry Zavisco. He is alive. Is 70. The living legend. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dynamite Kid is 65. What well, would have been 65? <laughs> well, that's what I meant. Uh, hey, everybody. We know there's tons of podcasts for you. So we appreciate you listening to our part, podcast for My Beautiful Family and there for Tender Mahal, Check. for Murray the Murray Man Murray, for Check. Lucha Chris, for Patriot Double Chat, for Vice, for Two Beers, Zach Pullman. Check. For Jason Cornelius Bell, I am Bill Vagy. Uh, everybody remember to support your local weed dealers, support your local restaurants. Call your parents Black Lives Matter and never, we going ever forget to boo the heels. Boo!